I am Betty Collins, and this is Inspiring Women, a podcast presented by my company, Bradyware. This is the podcast that advances women toward economic, social, and political achievement. And I, Betty Collins, am here to inspire you today on your journey in life, which includes so many things. This is all about you. I am thankful that you're listening, but more importantly, that you're investing time in yourself. You can find more about inspiring women in this episode on the resources tab at bradyware.com. So today we're going to talk about keeping emotion out of difficult conversations. Not always something that easy. And, you know, I hate, I hate that when they say, well, women are so emotional. It's somewhat irritating. But, you know, okay, I like emotion, okay? And I want to feel something or be moved or, you know, I look to sometimes really that emotions are obviously positive. Uh, when I think of emotions, I think of passion and drivers, and it's kind of that why of something. So today, I want to talk about when we keep emotions out of something especially a difficult conversation. Why do we want to do that? So that you'll have some success as you navigate um, and it can be easier for you. So also I want to do this so you don't spend 10 minutes or so you can spend 10 minutes instead of 10 hours or 10 weeks. Um, It just works better when you do that. So sometimes emotions during difficult conversations all can really hold you back. So I'm interviewing a really amazing woman today. Her name is Jen Grant. Uh, Her resume is so impressive. Um, Her obviously her success is evident. It's everywhere when I read her articles and see her interviews. Very inspiring. And when I read her journey about how you know she spent the last 20 years building companies from the ground up and taking multiple companies to over a billion dollar valuation. You know, I get excited about that as a CPA, right, who's a passion. I'm passionate about the marketplace and having success in it. And I love being around women um, in business who love just the game of business. So when I read and listened and interviewed women uh, who have success like Jen Grant, I'm pretty sure that they understand the importance of keeping emotions out of those difficult conversations. It really is a crucial skill set. Uh, I'm also sure that they have applied it more than one time. So I want to talk to a very successful woman about this skill set and get her insight. So today, again, my guest is Jen Grant, and she is the CEO of Appify. By the way, where convenience is at your fingertips. (laughs) She's led three successful billion-dollar IPOs, and she is constantly looking at the bigger picture and has a passion for building brands uh, from the ground up. In her past, I mean, she spent time working with Google, uh, where she was part of the Google, I'm sorry, the Google Apps, EDU, Gmail, and book search marketing teams. And in 2007, she received the Founders Award, which is a pretty big award at Google, this most prestigious award for her marketing leadership. So I want to welcome Jen Grant to my uh, podcast, and I thank you so much for being here today and talking with my audience, which a lot of it's, I have men that listen to this, but a lot of women in business or women who are business owners. Now, um, Jen, I have made a big assumption that when you are building something from the ground up, that there is, you know, sometimes not a lot of a time for emotion. And I'm confident that you have the skill set of keeping those emotions out of difficult conversations. But first, I want to get to know you a little bit. So tell me a little bit about you and being the CEO at Appify. 
I'm excited to be here, excited to talk about it. Um, this is actually one of my uh, favorite conversations because I think it's so critical for, for women yes. um, and how they show up in business. But yes, first, let me tell you a little bit about myself. So I actually um, uh, started as CEO at Abify February of last year. So it's been a, a wild year. It's my first CEO position after being CMO at many companies before that. Uh, and so we have, you know, ridden, ridden through the pandemic, ups and downs and crazy times. Good for <laughs> certainly, you. <laughs> <laughs> certainly emotions and difficult conversations all over the place. Uh, and and it's, it's actually been wonderful. At, at Appify, what we are doing is making it easy for uh, anyone to build business applications or business apps. So uh, we have no-code technology. So similar to way back when, if you wanted a website, you had to get a developer. And then all of a sudden, Wix and Squarespace came along mm -hmm. and made it easy. And that's what we're doing for business apps so that anyone and their business can avoid manual tasks, get rid of paper, uh, be more efficient, be more agile, be able to pick up and change their business model at the drop of a hat if they need to. So, you know, we're, are, we're really passionate about helping businesses get the kind of agility they need to deal with what just happened to us this last year. Right. To shift quickly and change. Uh, and uh, that's what we're all about. Well, I was really good until you said we help people get rid of their paper. I still have a lot of that in my life that I shouldn't have. I know that, okay? Um, there's just comfort sometimes when I do that. But but I've learned a little bit about this year that I don't have to have as much paper in my life. So, um, <laughs> For but, sure. Yeah. So, but, you know, I was really, when I was drawn to this topic, because women struggle with it, and then I saw your success, um, I couldn't help but think you would have amazing insight and experience it with it, especially when you've built something from the ground up. So help yeah. help women who struggle with this. You know, give us your insight. What have you seen? Yeah, and and I and I'll, I'll start by telling a story of, okay. of early in my career. So, you know, I was much younger. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know, we we when we're younger, we're very passionate about you know this is how it should be and you know, why are you saying that dumb thing? Sure. <laughs> and of course, you know, also I wasn't a CEO. I wasn't even a CMO. I was just a member of the team. Yeah. And I, uh, I was, this was when I was at Google, I was a part of the Google book search team, which was incredibly inspiring because we were, um, making books searchable on Google. Um, and also incredibly crisis focused. So mm. there were, you know, authors and publishers, and there was all sorts of, you know, is this fair use of the Copyright Act or is this mm. illegal? You know, there was there was a lot of action uh, from and it came down on the team. So and certainly on the marketing side, which is what I led. And so, you know, heightened emotion in crisis. Everyone is very driven, solve the problems. You know, there's a lot going on. And I remember um, having conversations where my passion and my feelings sort of got out ahead of me, uh, where someone would, you know, effectively someone would, would say something that was just not a good idea. And I would say, well, that doesn't make sense. What we need to do is <laughs> <laughs> foot in mouth, and, but okay. <laughs> that's exactly right. 
and I started to realize that, you know, I was sort of, I don't know, leaning too far forward, if, if there's a way to, mm-hmm. to talk about it like that. Yeah. And I had this wonderful, I, I was very, very lucky uh, at Google and in much of my career that I was reporting to a woman. So in my mm. early career, I had managers who, you know, understood me to right. some extent. Right. Uh, and I, she ended up, you know, joining some of our meetings, kind of seeing what was going on. And I watched her take on calmly this sort of, you know, there's, you know, and by the way, these are all men with very emotional about all this crisis that we were going through. We need to do this. We need to do that. Why aren't (laughs) we doing this? You know, this whole sea of stress. Yes. And I watched her very calmly manage the situation in a way that I hadn't thought of before. And it was, it was one of those moments where I went, okay, wait a minute. This worked out way better. And they all walked out of the meeting thinking, well, that Michelle, she really, she's really got a hold of the situation and, you know, driving through. And, and I, and what I started to think is, okay, so clearly I am not handling this in the best (laughs) way possible. What can I learn from this situation? And so that was kind of the, the start of my journey in thinking about emotion in business is, is, is the, you know, step one is the impact of remaining calm cannot be overstated. <laughs> right, right. But you know, what was great about that is you probably maybe didn't see that in yourself till you saw another woman yes. mentor you in a, and she didn't even know she was doing it. That And yeah. you saw that's how you can be impactful with your emotion or or <laughs> no emotion or everyone <laughs> right. thinks. And, and she probably went back to her office screaming. Who knows? But she right. in that moment, she kept right. it there. So, so right. you were fortunate to see that because a yes. lot of people don't get to see that side. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. And, and it was, you know, certainly – and I think, I think it's fair to say we all – sort of struggle. And, you know, I don't know why, if it's nature or nurture or society Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, I do think it's a lot easier for a man to get emotional and people not to react negatively. It's Um, no, that's an absolutely true statement. And, and I want to take it step one step further with you. mm -hmm. So, Number and I don't have that in our question, so I'm going to improvise here. <laughs> but, but you know, my question really is: Why is this more of a topic for women, and why do we mm-hmm. str- struggle with the skill set? But really, it's not even just in that moment she was calm. Mm-hmm. If she, if if a man, you know, would have gotten emotional afterwards, everyone wouldn't have thought anything about it. Right. So That's it's right. also how we kind of clean up the mess or respond. I don't know if that makes sense <laughs> when I say it like that. Yeah. Um, but, 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 you know, why, why is it more of a topic for women besides, you know, men kind of get away with this? I mean, women just don't have this skill set at times. I see it over and over again in my own company. Yeah. And, and uh, so I just really wanted to talk about it today. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, I'm not entirely sure why, but I do agree with you. I think we, um, you know, maybe it's kind of how we were nurtured that it's okay to have feelings. And, you know, and of course I'm of a generation where it was okay for girls to cry, but it was not okay for boys to cry. Right. You know, there was, there were definite gender 
differences that were somewhat ingrained in our culture. Um, and I do think, you know, now I have young people on my team, I do think there is a shift and a change and there is more um, openness right. to men sharing more emotions. And who knows, maybe as they yeah. come up in business, they will start encountering these same moments where like, maybe I shouldn't let it out at this right. moment. <laughs> oh, right. You just said the key thing at this moment. You know, there's a time to be, to have emotions. Like I talked about at the beginning, I think they're good. I like passion. They're drivers. They're things that navigate and change us, but we just have to know when to use them, you know? So, you know, it's hard not to get worked up emotionally when you're in that difficult conversation. You you can't help it. And, and defensiveness sets in, you're feeling threatened, or there's the four letter, the four letter F word called fear. (laughs) You've been there more than once. What is the common response to getting worked up and what should it be? Yeah. Um, you know, can you yeah. see, give us some insight on that? Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And I think um, I had a coach say this to me what, once where I, I had, I was in, a, I was in a, a situation where I had a difficult boss. Uh, you know, he was very sort of forceful and always well, this is how it is. And, you know, my instinct would be say, no, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and then he would say, well, you've got very defensive, Jen. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what? Like, okay. <laughs> this is not working. Yeah. How do I get this to work? And one of the things this uh, coach, who's actually also a good friend of mine, said to me was, you need to ask questions. You need to get them to continue to share their point until you can find something you agree with and then zero in on that. Yes. And it was, uh, it was really a transformational moment for me to get this like very simple piece of advice mm-hmm. that instead of saying, no, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> to say, well, tell me more because I don't totally understand your, your point of view. And I really want to make sure I've got it so that I can understand your, your, you know, where you're coming from and just keep saying that until you get to this moment where you go, yes, that I do agree with that. I do think we should do that. And, you know, you're absolutely right. And, um, that had, that was a big turning point for me in being able to manage sort of more uh, aggressive people around me or emotional men around me is at that point, it, it, it sort of sucks the emotion, not just out of, you know, yourself in your staying calm, but you use this deep curiosity about, I really want to understand your point of view, and it disarms the person that you're talking to. So the emotion starts to seep out of them as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and they start to think, oh, she's interested in what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's listening to what I have to say. Because in some cases, I found that even though, they were saying all these things, they really just wanted me to acknowledge that I'd hurt them, but there wasn't necessarily an action item that I needed to take other than I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And I deeply understand it because I asked you lots of questions and now we agree on this one little point over here, which may not be anywhere near where they started, Yeah, uh, but it gets you back into, okay, now let's talk about this thing that I agree with and how do we make that better in the business? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I did have a situation where I had to take, someone gave me the advice kind of similar to yours. The end result was take the wind out of the sail. <laughs> yes. But they're exactly. not going to know that you're doing that. And it really was kind of defining very non-emotional what my boundaries was. Mm-hmm. But then he was able to, as I did ask more questions and things, he was able to respond, and then it became a conversation. Yes, And I had a lot of success, and I was able to let go of that, and my emotions were saved for when I got home to my husband. (laughs) You know, (laughs) instead of right there in that moment where it shouldn't have been there, because it would have been, instead of a 10-minute conversation, 10 hours or 10 weeks of just playing this game. Um, Yeah. And I'm reading a book that that um, it, it talks about. Ask the question, and it's by um, he used to be a congressman, uh, Trey Dowdy. Hmm. I think he's from the Carolinas. And um, if you saw him on TV all the time, he's just angry. <laughs> he seems to be angry. <laughs> so when they had, they, I, for some reason, I was flipping channels, and there he is talking about this book about asking questions. You'll change hmm. the conversation when you ask questions. And I don't really didn't care for him when I saw him as a congressman on TV angry. But when I saw him in this interview, he's selling his book on how he's been successful in changing the conversation and influencing. It it was really, really good. So I like that insight that you're giving us. Ask questions. Very, very good. Yeah. So from a CEO's perspective, as you take over in a pandemic and do these things, I mean, you're (laughs) leading a team and obviously you got to leverage and that's the best trait a CEO can have, in my opinion, to succeed. Uh, when you see the people that you're just let kind of letting go to, you know, that senior team or even below them, and you see them struggling with emotions in difficult conversations, and you know it's not going to end well, because you, you can see it, right? You've been there. Right. How do you try to help them? I mean, what's, what's the fix? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I usually try to do is diffuse. So, you know, if if we are clearly in disagreement about something and people are starting to get heated um, to be able to, you know, sometimes that's let's okay, let's take this offline and we're going to go to the next agenda item (laughs) to sort of, you know, a little bit, just diffuse, give everyone time to sort of calm down a little bit. So that's definitely one thing I've tried. And I think there have been other times where um, I have stepped in, leaned in a little bit because sometimes things like that will happen and you can see that there is maybe one person that's a little bit too strong and a little bit leaning into someone else, you know, unfairly. And so there are also situations where I've very subtly said, okay, well, we can, you know, we can think about that and you make a good point, but we also need to make sure we understand the, uh, you know, such and so's point. Right. So there, there's sort of that the art of deciding whether this is just a defuse situation or if this is a situation to make sure that everyone feels that their voice is equally heard. Yeah. And so if there is a, you know, a personality that is more aggressive to make them understand that, that, you know, yes, they've made their point. We've heard them. And everyone else's point is also 
uh, equal, equal time. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I've seen both situations where, where it is a little bit of a guess, you know, sure. just kind of what feel feels right in the moment. But it sounds like probably your best skill set as the CEO is, is really the example of that person you saw in a meeting. Yes. Then, yes. And knowing that I gotta, I gotta portray that and work that. Cause at the end of the day, I want to influence and impact if I'm going to do right. that, I have to have that skill set. And it's a hard one for, for women, really is. It really is. Yeah. And then being able to take that, you know, take whatever is happening into a one-on-one conversation. Right. Because that's right. really where you you can get a little bit, you, I mean, you can get a little more emotional when you're one-on-one if it's a more of a coaching, mentoring conversation to say like, hey, I saw you were very passionate about this. Let's talk it through and, you know, tell me more and. And often then I, I will give the, the person or, you know, if, if it's in particular a woman advice around like, okay, so here's, here is a way to diffuse a situation that you can do if I'm not around. Right. Uh, you <laughs> um, know, and, and to try to help. I, I just had someone who got, um, she's another uh, a woman and she got very emotional in a meeting and she just made herself look ridiculous. You know? Yeah. And I said to her a couple days later, I waited a few days. Yeah. I said, you have to understand how you're being perceived sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody wants to be at the table. And there's three type of people at the table. There are people who come there and they eat. There are people who never pick up the menu, never had an intention of being engaged or order food. And then there's people who <laughs> throw the food. <laughs> and they yeah. don't know if you're going to eat or throw the food. And that's yeah. why... They, they walk around you on eggshells. It's not because necessarily they're men, okay? It has everything to do with they don't know if you're going to throw the food or eat the food. And you have to know that your perception, I mean, you still got to be you and you still got to communicate, but if you want to be heard, you know? Yeah. So I've tried to, to do with that. And, and I, I could be pretty level-headed or I kind of know where I need to do. I've still had those moments of emotion that made it worse, but... We all have, yeah. so we all have. We, we just all have learn, those, right? those days. Yes. So, so can you give the audience just a takeaway, something you know that you would apply to them regarding this topic as we kind of wind down, and then we'll talk. We'll talk about something. One other thing I want to ask you. Yeah, I, I would. I would kind of roll it all up into curiosity. Is really working on your ability to be curious, even when people come at you with emotion or things that are wrong or you disagree with is just keeping that curiosity in your head so that you're not kind of judging or assuming, you know, assuming they have a bad intention, just curious, like, Mm -hmm. tell me more. Yeah. To me that tell me more. My husband even says, Oh, when you say that word, I know (laughs) I'm pissing you off. That's right. My husband. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, Well, I I cannot thank you enough for being willing to to come today. I mean, you're an extremely busy person running a large company, very, very um, just inspiring women, woman that we need to see out there. So I'm truly grateful. But one last thing I would ask, is there another podcast or a book that you would recommend for my audience today? I always love to get, you know, resources to people. 
Totally. I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek. And uh, Leaders Eat Last for me was, I actually listened to it, uh, the audio of it, which was, I believe, Simon reading. So it was even more (laughs) inspiring. So I I drive the same drive and I think, oh, this was the moment when (laughs) he explained this in the book. But to me, that was a very inspiring book and I highly recommend it to anyone who is a leader. Yes. He's wonderful. Uh, he changed my world when he the start with why or start yeah, start yes. with why. I yep. mean that was just I went from I can do your QuickBooks and taxes and we can do these things to I care about the marketplace because when the marketplace works in this country it works for the world. Yes. I, you know, oh. and I care about employers paying their employees because those are households and families that form communities. Yeah. That whole I mindset that. just changed. And I still do QuickBooks. <laughs> I still do taxes. <laughs> and I still advise people. It's just I figured out why I really do it. You know? Yeah. So he's good. He's good. Thank you for that today. I appreciate it. Well, I'm Betty Collins and so glad you joined me today. Inspiring women, it's what I do. I leave you with this. Being strong speaks of strength. But being courageous speaks to having a will to do more and overcome. As your career advancements continue, your financial opportunities will grow. You need to be prepared. And you can do that by going to our website, bradyware.com, to find out more about us and the accounting services that we provide. All this and more about the podcast can be found in the episode show notes. 